Good morning, this is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. It is 10.11 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. It is what? Oh, it's the sixth day of the sixth month of the year of our Lord, 2023. This is episode 741 of Bitcoin and another one bites the dust. Coinbase going down in flames. Shall we find out what the hell's going on? Yeah, see, this is what's weird. It's just weird. Yesterday, the Binance news dropped, right? SEC sues Binance, and we're going to get into some more of the parameters of that along with this new Coinbase news. But when the Binance news dropped, what happened? Bitcoin price fell precipitously, I might add, and to a pretty good extent. Coinbase news dropped, and the Bitcoin price actually goes up. Maybe it's because of all the shit coinery that has now come to light in the SEC filing against Binance, but we are going to start with the SEC filing against Coinbase. Let's do it. This is the actual announcement from the United States Securities and Exchange Commission for immediate release. SEC charges Coinbase for operating as an unregistered securities exchange, broker, and clearing agency. From Washington, D.C., June 6, 2023, the Securities and Exchange Commission today charged Coinbase Incorporated with operating its crypto asset trading platform as an unregistered national securities exchange, broker, and clearing agency. The SEC also charged Coinbase for failing to register the offer and sale of its crypto asset staking as a service program. For all you guys that are just in love with staking... You're going to get rugged, man. According to the SEC's complaint, since at least 2019, Coinbase has made billions of dollars, billions with a B, of dollars, unlawfully facilitating the buying and selling of crypto asset securities. Securities. They called them securities. Understand where they're going with this. The SEC alleges that Coinbase intertwines the traditional services of an exchange broker and clearing agency without having registered any of those functions with the commission as required by law. Through these unregistered services, Coinbase allegedly, one, provides a marketplace and brings together the orders for securities of multiple buyers and sellers using established non-discretionary methods under which such orders interact. Two, engages in the business of affecting securities transactions in the accounts of Coinbase customers. And three, provides facilities for comparison of data respecting the terms of settlement of crypto asset securities transactions. Serves as an intermediary in setting transactions, settling transactions in crypto asset securities by Coinbase customers and acts as a securities depository. Do you, do you get what this is? Do you understand what this is yet? This isn't about Coinbase. 
It will, it kind of is. This is about shit coins. They're calling the ball, ladies and gentlemen. They're calling the ball. <clears throat> the SEC alleges that since 2019, Coinbase has been engaging in an unregistered securities offering through staking as a service program, which allows customers to earn profit from the proof of stake mechanisms. Now, pausing to say that when they say to earn profits from the proof of stake mechanisms, they actually have proof of stake in parentheses. They're going after proof of stake too. All right, so all your shit coins, all your staking platforms, all your yield just got flushed down the toilet. All right, we've been warning you for years, everybody. I mean, even, well, not you, but we've been warning them for years, right? Continue warning. This isn't over. This isn't over. This is the... This is the fuel that I've been talking about that's laying on the forest floor in giant piles. It's been building up and building up and building up. And when I warned, when it caught on fire, it was going to kill the forest and the forest must die for it to be reborn. I'm sorry, but it's just, this is a natural progression. You cannot escape the rules that were laid down in the first the nanoseconds of the creation of the universe, the strong force, the weak force, the electromagnetic force, and the force of gravity, they define everything in our existence, in our universe, in our dimensions. Everything comes from those four rules. You cannot escape them. You can't. The whole thing's burning down. Thank God. We needed this to happen. I know it doesn't look pretty. I know you don't want to wait any longer. I get it. But the human component of greed, short-sightedness has brought us here. And it must be burnt to the ground to beyond ashes. And the rains then must come and wash it all away so there will be mudslides. And then the pioneer species will finally colonize the hillsides of the forest that was burned to the ground. And then slowly but surely, good stable root structures will hold and and make intact the hillside. This is a long process, okay? Longer than you want. I get it. I understand. But without this burn to the ground cycle, you're going to have bullshit. And the SEC basically just pulled the fucking plug. All right. So do I like the SEC because of this? No, I hate the SEC because they just, they suck. Right. I mean, all the regulatory crap sucks, but there was only, there's an, there's an ancient Vulcan saying only Nixon could go to China. If you don't understand that reference, you need to watch Undiscovered Country. <clears throat> Star Trek Six, I believe, is the name of the movie. Uh, Leonard, with the old crew, you know, the, the original series crew. Uh, the movie Undiscovered Country was one of my, actually, I think, behind Wrath of Khan, my favorite Star Trek movie. And that's where that comes from. Only the SEC could burn this shit down. Only the SEC had the match to be able to ignite this particular forest fire. Nobody else had the way to do it. CFTC was not in a position to be able to do this. Only Gary Gensler acting almost as an unregistered sheriff in the wild west that he thinks he's in was able to put the match 
to this forest. As bad as it's probably going to be, I still think it's interesting that Bitcoin gained ground today after the Coinbase stuff. All right, so that's sort of the premise. That's where we're at, all right? So we're, we'll get into a couple of digests here <clears throat> of the uh, Binance and uh, Coinbase stuff, but I wanted to lead off with the actual language from the SEC because it's important to understand that the SEC is continuously using the term securities and they're continuously using the term proof of stake. That right there tells you instantly everything that you need to know. This really is not as much about Binance and Coinbase as much as it is about the fact that the shit coinery has just apparently it got it got too big for its britches. And this whole state notion of staking was always bullshit. We always knew it. And now the fire has been lit. And lit it is. Let's get into this one. Uh, this is actually the Reuters report on the Coinbase charges. U.S. SEC charges crypto platform Coinbase one day after suing Binance. The U.S. SEC commission or the U.S. SEC on Tuesday sued Coinbase, accusing the largest U.S. cryptocurrency exchange of operating illegally because it failed to be you know, registered with the regulator. <laughs> the lawsuit is the lawsuit is the SEC's second in two days against a major crypto exchange following its case against Binance, the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange and founder Sheng Peng Zhao. Both civil cases are part of SEC Chair Gary Gensler's push to assert jurisdiction over crypto markets which he on Tuesday again labeled a wild west of investing and protect investors while shoring up their trust in capital markets. Quote, the crypto markets are undermining that trust. And I would say this, it undermines our overall capital markets, Gensler told CNBC this morning. Paul Gruel, Coinbase general counsel, said in a statement, the company will continue operating as usual. Quote, the SEC's reliance on an enforcement-only approach in the absence of clear rules for the digital asset industry is hurting America's economic competitiveness and companies like Coinbase that have a demonstrated commitment to compliance, he added. Shares of Coinbase parent company Coinbase Global Incorporated were down $9.37 or 16.2% at $49.33 after earlier falling as much as 20.9%. In a complaint filed in Manhattan Federal Court, the SEC said Coinbase has since at least 2019 made billions of dollars of operating as middlemen on crypto transactions while evading disclosure requirements meant to protect investors. The SEC said Coinbase traded at least 13 crypto assets that are securities, and they should have been registered, including tokens such as Solana, Cardano, and Polygon. All right, pausing to make sure that we all understand that they're basically ripping the Band-Aid off. Solana, Cardano, and Polygon are all securities in the eyes of the SEC, and they are all unregistered. That's what this is. That's the meat and potatoes of this meal. Founded in 2012, Coinbase recently served more than 108 million customers. It sounds like a McDonald's. 
and ended March with $130 billion of customer crypto assets and funds on its balance sheet. Transactions generated 75% of its $3.5 billion of net revenue last year. Tuesday's complaint addressed several aspects of Coinbase's business, including Coinbase Prime, which routes orders, Coinbase Wallet, which lets investors access liquidity, and the ever-popular Coinbase Earn staking service. Again, we're talking about staking. They're going after it. In the staking program, Coinbase pools crypto assets and uses them to facilitate activity on the blockchain network in exchange for rewards it provides customers after taking a commission for itself. Of course, the SEC said Coinbase was fully aware that its business was subject to federal securities laws, but ignored it. Quote, you simply can't ignore the rules because you don't like them or because you'd prefer different ones. SEC Enforcement Chief Gurr Beer Gruel said in a statement. Tuesday's lawsuit seeks civil fines, the recouping of ill-gotten gains, and injunctive relief. The SEC had in March warned Coinbase that securities charges might be coming. Coinbase's friction with Gensler dates to 2021 when the SEC threatened to sue if Coinbase were to let users earn interest by lending digital assets. The company scrapped that idea. In the Binance case, the SEC accused that exchange of inflating trading volumes, diverting customer funds, improperly commingling assets, failing to keep wealthy U.S. customers off of its platform, and misleading customers about its controls. Binance pledged to defend vigorously against the lawsuit and said the case reflects the SEC's misguided and conscious refusal to provide clarity and guidance to the crypto industry. The case is SEC versus Coinbase Incorporated at all U.S. District Court, Southern District of New York, number 2304738. So... There you go. You know, it makes me wonder if it's possible that a class action lawsuit where Binance and Coinbase and Kraken and all the rest of the exchanges might join forces and join their legal teams and an enormous pile of cash that they still have access to, to literally sue the SEC as a group rather than have this whole thing be done separately. So I actually kind of expect a countersuit. And I actually kind of expect if... It's able to be done that all the major exchanges will group together, form a unified front, and battle the SEC, which means that this is going to probably take years, years, years. And who knows if the SEC will get an injunction against any of the exchanges so that they have, while the court cases are ongoing, that they have to stop doing all the stuff that they're doing, which basically means that they all close up shop. Nobody knows how this is going to roll. Anybody that tells you that they do is either lying or they don't know what they're talking about. We have literally no idea what the hell is going to happen here. Other than, but here's what we do know. Shitcoins are securities and all staking protocols have just been called out by Gary Gensler. That includes Ethereum. If you own Ethereum, Please, for the love of God, while you still can, exchange it for Bitcoin, and then what? Get your Bitcoin off the exchange. How many times do we have to beg you, please, get this shit off of the exchange? Because, okay, well, let's look at it from a different perspective. Let's Let's go back to the whole Binance thing from yesterday. We can't forget that Binance just got, you know, screwed yesterday. 
right? It's not like I'm friends with Coinbase or Binance, but when things like this happen, we have a, a, a bad tendency to forget what happened, you know, 24 hours ago. And what happened 24 hours ago? Well, Prescient Zha from Cointelegraph tells us that Binance versus the SEC, crypto industry debates Tai Chi versus Operation Chokepoint 2.0. The United States SEC has filed charges against Binance, its U.S.-based exchange entity, and its CEO, Shengpeng Zhao, for violating securities laws. So I need to pause because there seems to be some confusion here. Nobody's really writing this the way that it should be written. It appears that it's the that the SEC suit against Binance isn't just against Binance.us, the United States operating arm of Binance. It would appear to me that what is really occurring is that Binance, the whole company, is being sued by the SEC, as is Binance.us, as is the CEO himself, Shang-Peng Zhao. It looks like all three of these guys are in the crosshairs, not just Binance US. Okay, so let's be clear about that. On June the 5th, the SEC filed 13 charges against Binance in the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia over allegations that the company misled investors. So, (sighs) ah, hold on. Sorry, I got a little bee in my bonnet. I had to calm down there a little bit. According to the regulator, Binance has been mixing billions of dollars in user assets and covertly moving them to a different firm under CZ's control. That's why CZ is definitely getting sued himself. The accusations include misleading investors by misrepresenting the effectiveness of the company's mechanisms for identifying and preventing manipulative trading. Regulators further allege that Binance had not done enough to prevent American investors from using its unlicensed exchange. Some of the key allegations in the lawsuit include that Zhao and Binance secretly secretly controlled the Binance.us platform's operations behind the scenes. And that Zhao and Binance exercised control of the platform's customer assets, permitting them to commingle customer assets. BAM Trading, the entity controlling Binance.us, misled investors about non-existent trading controls over the U.S. platform. Binance and BAM Trading were operating unregistered national securities exchanges, broker-dealers, and clearing agencies. Binance and BAM Trading were involved in the sales of securities, including Binance's very own crypto assets, the exchange token BNB, a stablecoin, Binance USD, certain crypto lending products, and a staking-as-a-service program. The list of 13 charges against the crypto exchange by the SEC comes within months of another lawsuit filed by the United States Commodity Futures Trading Commission in March, which invoked various reactions from the crypto community, with the most prominent being the divide over Binance's approach, referred to as Tai Chi, and U.S. regulators alleged Operation Chokepoint 2.0. The Tai Chi reference comes from a 2020 Forbes report alleging Binance had taken a series of steps to evade regulators in the U.S., citing a document labeling it the Tai Chi entity. Tai Chi is a Chinese term used to describe a method to avoid responsibility. At the time, Binance threatened to sue Forbes over the claims. 
Operation Choke Point 2.0 is the term used by CoinMetrics co-founder Nick Carter to refer to an alleged effort by U.S. lawmakers and regulators to stifle the growth of the crypto industry. Both theories resurfaced on June the 5th after the SEC lawsuit with Cardano founder Charles Hawkinson fueling the Operation Choke Point 2.0 theory. Hoskinson claimed the SEC's next in a series of steps is to implement Choke Point 2.0 in the United States. The end goal is the agenda-based CBDC, partnered with a handful of massive banks and end-to-end control over every aspect of your financial life. Some members of Crypto Twitter who have been voicing their concerns about Binance's regulatory troubles claimed that the Operation Choke Point 2.0 theory is nothing more than a conspiracy as the exchange was clearly selling securities. Tai Chi was referenced in the SEC lawsuit itself, leading some members of the crypto Twitter uh, crypto uh, of crypto Twitter to recall the 2020 report. Many crypto community members believe the lawsuit against Binance was unusual given the regulator rarely names executives. Thus, Binance might be looking at a massive settlement at best. Okay. Others were quick to remind the public that the charges against Binance US's arm, which handles a small portion of the exchange's global trading volume. Yeah, okay. Well, it doesn't really matter. What I find odd, though, is that I've never seen this before, was a tweet that was put out by US Securities and Exchange Commission's official Twitter site. How's it official? Well, it's got a blue check. It says, and this is from at SECGOV, SEC government. Today, we charge Binance Holdings, U.S.-based affiliate, BAM Trading Services, which together with Binance operates Binance.us and their founder, Shang Peng Zhao, with a variety of securities law violations. Okay, well, that's great, except that they have a, they've got a screenshot, and it's a quote in white on a red background that says, we are operating as a fucking unlicensed securities exchange in the USA, bro. Binance Chief Compliance Officer, 2018. Okay, so that's the thing is that I don't know where this quote comes from. Was this a tweet? Was this an internal memo to somebody else in Binance saying, you know, we got to get our shit straight because we're operating as a fucking unlicensed securities exchange in the USA, bro? Or was it tongue in cheek? kind of trolling on Twitter where they're like, yeah, we do whatever we want. We're operating as an unlicensed securities exchange in the USA and they can't do nothing about it. There's no context. I hate it when people do this shit. I have no idea where this came from. Some, if somebody out there knows where the hell this came from, please tell me because if that is a, if you put that shit out as the chief compliance officer on something like Twitter, even if you're just joking, Dude, you, no, that, no. How do you, how, how does somebody do that without running it by, I don't know, CZ himself? It's the whole thing needs to burn to the ground. So we'd figure all this shit out. We'd figure out the topography of the hill that the forest is on. We'd figure out where to cut in the swales, how we can, you know, man, not manufacture, but how we can, get the landform itself to work in our favor and not against us. And human nature is working against us in this regard. Do I think it's good that they're name, naming the, the shitcoin securities? I'm laughing my ass off. I, I don't know if it's good or bad. 
But I'm laughing my ass off because, again, the Bitcoin maximalists were right. We were right. Now, what were we right about? Well, that all this shit is securities. And Jesse Coughlin from Cointelegraph has news that the SEC seems to agree. Binance lawsuit. 61 cryptocurrencies are now seen as securities by the SEC. You thought I said Solano, Cardano, and whatever it was that I said, and I was done? No, sir. 61 shitcoins are now seen as securities by the Securities and Exchange Commission of the United States. The total number of cryptocurrencies that the United States Securities Regulator has accused of being a security has now reached an estimated 61 after adding a few more from its lawsuit against crypto exchange Binance. The 61 cryptocurrencies accused of being a security comes from years of various litigation undertaken by the Securities and Exchange Commission, which has outlined what cryptocurrencies it deems securities. And in its most recent case against Binance, the SEC has introduced 10 cryptocurrencies into the securities classification. They are as follows. BNB, Binance USD, Solana, Cardano, Polygon, Cosmos, The Sandbox, Decentraland, Axie Infinity, and Coty. Yeah, Axie Infinity, just all the players for Axie Infinity, you just got rugged. And if you were promoting Axie Infinity, you were promoting an unregistered security. You're going to get screwed. If they find, if you had any impact on social media at all, selling your Axie Infinity bullshit, SEC is probably going to come after you if you have any kind of money whatsoever that they can take from you. So, you know, honestly, don't do that. Buy Bitcoin, hold Bitcoin. If they want to come after me for saying that, then I can go to a jail cell still feeling good about myself because I wasn't shilling a shitcoin. Other notable cryptocurrencies that the SEC has deemed securities are Ripple's XRP, Library Credits, or LBRY, although not for secondary sales, and Algorand, which it named alongside five others when it charged Bittrex back in April. The SEC's largest one-time lumping of cryptocurrencies came when it charged Terraform Labs with fraud in February. A total of 16 crypto assets were labeled securities, including Terra Luna Classic, Terra Classic USD, Mirror Protocol, and an estimated 13 mirrored assets that aimed to copy the price of stocks such as Apple and Tesla. <clears throat> the SEC litig- <clears throat> SEC's litigated remit of the crypto space means that it now covers over $100 billion worth of the market, or around 10% of the $1.09 trillion total capital market capitalization. Crypto market capitalization, excuse me. SEC Chair Gary Gensler, however, has claimed that everything other than Bitcoin is a security that falls under the agency's remit. Crypto data site coin metric cap lists around 25,500 cryptocurrencies in existence. What have we been saying for years? Crypto maxis, take a bow. The SEC has now declared that these 48 crypto tokens are securities. XRP, Telegram's Gram, Library Credits, Omizgo, Dash, oh, poor, poor Roger Ver, Algorand, Naga, Monolith, my God, DFX, uh, Finance, Amp, Power Ledger, Chromatica, Rally, it goes on BitConnect, well, duh, Dukit, 
BitTorrent, Tron, Dragon Chain, Kin, Salt Lending, Bexy Token, Filecoin, Cardano, Decentraland, Mirror Protocol, Hydro. It's just this huge list, guys. In addition, the SEC has deemed that these 13 Mirror Protocol M assets are securities. Mirrored Apple Incorporated, Mirrored Amazon, Mirrored Alibaba, Mirrored Alphabet, Mirrored Microsoft, and I'm going to drop mirrored and say Netflix, Tesla, Twitter, iShares Gold, uh, Invesco, uh, Silver Trust, United States Oil Fund, uh, ProShares, what, 9 or 15 or something like that, and short-term futures ETF. All of these were mirrored. I didn't even hear about them until just now. I had no idea what the hell this mirror thing was. It's, it, what are you waiting for? If you if you got friends that are out there that are sitting on anything other than Bitcoin, you've got to call them or you've got to text them or you've got to email them. You've got to give them the actual stories. You can't just say, bro, get out, get out, get out. You need to actually reference like a Reuters article or possibly Cointelegraph or when, you know, whenever uh, uh, Bitcoin magazine gets around to writing it all up, send them that one. Whatever, whatever it is that you have to do, you've got to actually send them like this list that's written by somebody else that is published on the internet because apparently that's the only way anybody ever believes anything anymore. It's ridiculous, but that's where we are. And it's not over. It's it's just not over yet. U.S. lawmakers blame crypto firms for tax gap in a letter to Treasury. This is an onslaught, guys. Arjit Sarkar, Cointelegraph. Two members of the United States Congress have penned a letter to the heads of the Treasury and the IRS demanding the implementation of tax regulations for the crypto industry. In a letter addressed to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and IRS Commissioner Daniel Werfel, U.S. Representative Brad Sherman and Stephen Lynch raised concerns about compliance practices in crypto, stating, quote, For years now, that crypto industry has been a major source of tax evasion and a significant part of the nation's tax gap. And he's talking about clearly the United States. The duo highlighted an audit report from September of 2020, wherein the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration pointed out that the IRS's inability to identify pro-crypto taxpayers owing to the lack of reporting. In addition, the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, or the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill, signed into law by Bojiden in November of 2021 required taxpayers to report crypto transactions starting in 2023. However, the Congress people said that the proposed regulations have yet to be promulgated. <clears throat> Sherman and Lynch called for the prompt release of the proposed regulations to close the tax gap and bring the cryptocurrency industry into full tax compliance. In May, the Biden administration renewed its push for a 30% digital asset mining energy tax on cryptocurrency mining. However, the proposed crypto mining cap uh, tax did not make it into May legislation that addressed raising the U.S. debt ceiling. The White House has not yet responded to Cointelegraph's request for comment about its plans to pursue the DAME or the DAME tax. That's the that mining tax. So who knows? So we've got the SEC leading the charge the CFTC seems to be taking a flanking position. You got the IRS and the United States Treasury. And, Brad, of course, Brad Sherman. And, and you can bet that, you know, Senator Warren is in there somewhere. 
is on the other flank. So Gary Gensler leading the charge, but you've got flanking forces on the side. What have I always said about the shit coin field and why I knew that it was good to have around? It was for just this situation, a blade of armor for Bitcoin. They're going to spend their ammunition, their time, their money, their talent. And by the time they rip off all of the ablative armor to Bitcoin that is Solana and Cardano and XRP, and one by one as they fall, all that money you know goes into two different places, legacy financial markets and Bitcoin. I give it half and half is probably what will happen. Half of it will go to legacy markets, but the other half goes into Bitcoin. And by the time they've exhausted their ammunition reserves, Bitcoin will be even bigger, even stronger, even larger. It really, really, this is it. This is the start of the then they fight you phase. We are now officially have taken our first step across the line that said, you know, first they ignore you, and then we stepped across the line. We got into then they laugh at you, and now we are for a fit you like the mall map. You are here. One step we have taken across the line that is the we will well they fight then they fight you line. We've got a long way to go before we can cross the then you win fight uh, line. Just be aware, be aware, be aware. Uh, okay. Staking. Okay. We've talked a lot about how the SEC, how they're viewing securities and the fact that they're naming all like 61 shit coins are now fully, fully viewed by the SEC as securities. What about staking? Coindesk, Sandali Handagama has this one. Coinbase violated securities laws with staking program, uh, program, multiple U.S. state regulators allege. Okay. A coin, f- a task force of 10 United States state regulators are coming after crypto exchange Coinbase, alleging it violated securities laws. Okay. State regulators. We're talking about the individual states comprising the United States. Not the SEC as a state actor. Not the IRS as a state actor. No, talking about Alabama. All right, this is the next phase. All these states, they were just waiting to pull their own trigger. And what was that trigger? The SEC filing suit against Coinbase and Binance yesterday. Now some of the United States states are like, it's free reign, boys and girls. Let's go get them. Anyway, Coinbase has 28 days to explain to the Alabama Securities Commission how it is not violating state securities laws with the staking program. The regulator said on Tuesday, the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation has meanwhile filed for an order for Coinbase to to desist and refrain from the further offer and sale of securities in California. The DFPI said it has issued no permit or other form of qualification authorizing Coinbase to offer or sell securities, including the Coinbase staking offerings in California. Nor are the offers and sales of these securities accepted, exempt, or otherwise not subject to qualification. 
The action comes after the coin after Coinbase was sued by the SEC earlier on Tuesday for the alleged sales of unregistered securities a day after the regulator took similar action against Binance. In addition to Alabama and California, the task force of states moving against crypto companies include Illinois, Kentucky, Maryland, New Jersey, South Carolina, Vermont, Washington, and Wisconsin. The ASC's show cause order alleges Coinbase and its parent corporation Coinbase Global broke the law by offering the staking rewards program earned to state residents, and the regulator wants the entities to show why they should not be directed to cease and desist from selling unregistered securities in Alabama. The ASC action doesn't forbid Coinbase from offering staking as a service as long as it complies with the law, but the order itself was the result of a task force of 10 state securities uh, regulators in the United States. Uh, And then they give the list of states again. Quote, the ASC is committed to protecting Alabama consumers and investors, including those who choose to invest in the centralized finance space. This action is another step toward ensuring that investors in crypto asset products are offered the same protections under our laws and are fully aware of the risks involved in these investments, said ASC Director Amanda Sin in a press statement. The ASC issued a similar order to now bankrupt crypto lender Celsius back in 2021, which was also suspected of violating state securities laws with its own earned reward program. So staking, forget about it. What does that do to Ethereum? Well, that's a real good question now, isn't it? If If they're labeling any kind of staking at all, I don't see how you make the Ethereum staking look enough different than any of the other staking because what was the model for all these staking systems? The model was Ethereum. That was the model. Ethereum has been talking about doing this shit since 2015 and they never got it off the ground until what? Like this year, early this year or very late last year. I can't remember because I just don't watch Ethereum that much, but all the staking and earn programs, they were all modeled off of the Ethereum theoretical staking model, which they've now enacted. How are they going to present themselves as any different than all the children that they spawned that is the mother asshole of all shit coinery, Ethereum? They're not. Ethereum is in deep, deep shit. Now, does that mean it's a guaranteed win that Ethereum goes down in flames like the piece of shit that it is? Absolutely not. In fact, expect some kind of weird shit out of the mouth of Gary Gensler himself to somehow or another spare Ethereum. Do I think it should be spared? Hell no. I think it should be, I think phosphoric acid, like one molar should be thrown on it and then diesel and then unleaded and then lighter fluid and the whole son of a bitch wrapped up in burlap thrown in the ocean and lit the fuck on fire. That's what I think should happen to Ethereum. So do not mistake me saying what I just said about the fact that Gary will figure out a way to excuse Ethereum while all the rest of the exact same copies, the exact same theoretical yield harvesting programs are going to go down in flames. It's bullshit because it's just absolutely patently corrupt. But we are, this is where we live. We live in a world of corrupt people that are short-sighted, that if you get around them, you run the risk of becoming like them 
or getting hurt by them. Either way, if you can stay away from people like Gensler and Vitalik Buterin and Charles Hoskinson and all the rest of the, and Roger Verb, then please, for the love of God, do so. Stay with the Bitcoiners. They're the only group of people that seem uninterested in taking your money. You know what? I got to calm down. Let's run the numbers. And the war between Saudi Arabia and the United States government as fought by the proxy version of our army, and that being Wall Street, is actually occurring. That's my opinion. It's not corroborated by anybody. But I got West Texas Intermediate down almost half a point this morning. Why is that a problem? Well, because OPEC said they were going to cut production again. Yesterday. We found out yesterday. Well, we knew on Sunday, but the markets opened with basically saying meh. And I posited the idea that maybe the United States government is going to use Wall Street to go ahead and continue the short position, even in the face of Saudi Arabia actually cutting oil production for July. And it seems that that's what's going on. That's, so that's, that's my opinion. I believe that this is not a reflection of what's going on in the actual markets. This is noise being dumped into the pricing market of oil by the United States government because they are trying to somehow or another undermine Saudi Arabia for whatever reason that they have. And they've probably got several. But whatever. Brent North Sea, not faring well either. It's down over a third point. Natural gas is down, well, it's down a tenth of a point. Gasoline, however, is up uh, 1.3% to $2.55. All your shiny metal rocks are doing well, except palladium, which is down almost minuscule, not even enough to mention. But gold is up a third of a point. Silver is up 0.17. Platinum is up 0.24. And copper is up 0.09. Ag, what does ag look like? Ag is all green. Lumber is up 0.72%. The biggest winner is corn, 1.97, erasing its gain or uh, losses from yesterday. Actually, it just hit over two points. And the only loser today is chocolate. That's a third of a point to the downside. I got live cattle. Oh, shit. Live cattle is up one and a quarter percent. Check this one out. Lean hog, 5.05% to the upside. That's a huge move for pork prices. Uh, feeder cattle are up a quarter of a point. Dow is down a quarter of a point. S&P is down meh. NASDAQ is down 0.14%. S&P mini, only thing in the green, probably because of the Apple announcement that it's going to, its slave goggles have been released. 3500 bucks you're going to pay for the privilege to put this ski mask over your face and walk around town and not be pointed at and laughed at. I, Whatever. Anyway, it's up 0.64%, and I guarantee you it's all because of Apple. I got a price of Bitcoin, $26,465.76. So we're actually increasing from this from the more, yesterday's lows off the Binance news. Coinbase gets sued, and all of a sudden it reverses. This is institutional money. It's not retail. When people say, oh, the institutions never came in, bullshit. The institutions are here, brothers and sisters. I can tell 
by this number. 400 and no, I'm so sorry. I take that back. 441,000 Bitcoin have been sent in the last 24 hours. 0.93 BTC is the average transaction value. Median transaction value is 0.0053 or about 140 bucks. Block times are seriously low. Eight minutes and 56 seconds. I got a, what do, what do I got? I got rewards. I got rewards. 0.51 BTC taken in fees on a per block basis. I got 82.7 BTC taken in fees overall in the last 24 hour period with a Point, no, a 2.7% drop in hash rate. We're at 373.5 exahashes per second. Uh, Dogecoin up to 6.9 United States pennies. So some of the shit coinery is still hanging on for dear life. $517.2 billion is the market cap. And that is now 4.01% of gold's market cap. You can now get... 13.9 ounces of shiny metal rock with your one Bitcoin, of which there are 19,394,499.45 of. And 5,345.4 of those sons of bitches are chilling out in the Lightning Network valued at $142.6 million. I got 70,828 payment channels that I can see and 63.9% of all Lightning is being run over Tor. It looks like there is a 0.5% estimated difficulty change incoming June the 14th. Mempools are looking yeah, looking better. Uh, about 182, 183 blocks are waiting to clear, and they're carrying 273,000 unconfirmed transactions. Your low priority fees are 42 Satoshis per V-byte. High priority fees are 51 Satoshis per V-byte. For a standard transaction, it's going to cost you about 2 bucks. Not bad, unless you're buying coffee with the main chain re- transaction, which I don't understand why you would do. I am still number nine in Fountain App charts. Yeehaw, brothers and sisters, thank you. And I got two five-star reviews from the Apple review uh, uh, Apple reviews or Apple iTunes reviews or whatever that I asked for. Thank you. I I can't tell you how much it makes it makes me feel good. I was like, you know, hey, can you do me a favor? You guys did me a favor. It's like having friends, even though I can't see your faces. And one of these days, I'll scrape up enough money to go to some minor Bitcoin conference and instead of Miami because I just can't afford the $400 a night rooms. I just, I can't. And even if I could, I wouldn't. It's the principle of the thing. But hopefully, maybe Nashville. Who knows? Maybe Nashville would be better. At least I could, you know, stay in a hotel far away and, you know, drive in. Whatever. Golf Winch Golf Winch sends 6,777 Satoshi boost and says, David and Goliath, your show is going to be a key factor in the rabbit hole revolution, which is the elucidation of the minds of the masses. Informative content that truly educates people with knowledge about the future of money. Keep grinding. You are already a pioneer, soon feckin' legend. How how does that not warm my heart? It does. It definitely does. God's death with 1370 says, thank you, sir. Nick underscore dose with 1369 says, cheers. MCOT with 323 says, flush out all of the bad actors. Happy to see the shitcoin casinos finally getting reined in. DCG is the final domino for this cycle. LFG. I agree. 
Kvart Beerborn with 250 says, Dear Americans, please download and use EuroWallet so Gary can sue the shit out of it for offering unregistered securities to U.S. citizens. <laughs> that would be awesome. BitGus with 100 says, Booze. Second time I want to type something and I press boost before I do so. It costs you sats. Uh, being clumsy. Great episode. Five star review done. It's I like natural law, and that was Bitcoin underscore Kook with the hundred sats there. Pies with his own hundred sat boost says thank you, sir. No, thank you, thank you all. And I'm not I'm not kidding, dude. Thanks. That really helps. And if if you want to help more, you know. Get one of your friends to give me a five-star review. But, you know, honestly, just give them the show and say, look, if you want to figure this shit out for Binance and Coinbase and what's really going on, and he he'll, he has his own analytics, but he also will give you the actual story itself so that you can form your own opinion, you know, listen to the show. Just listen to the show and then suggest that they write a five-star review if they if they like it. Anyway, that that's the weather report. Okay, after a rather exhausting first part of the show with some what many people would consider, oh, well, that's got to be bad news for Bitcoin. It's not. It's not. It's not. That entire first half of this show was not bad news. It was actually good news. It just doesn't look like it. If you know enough about Bitcoin, then you know it's good news. If you also know enough about Bitcoin... It is a little worrisome because how far will they go? Well, they're they're going to run into Bitcoin, uh, but Bitcoin doesn't have a CEO. Bitcoin doesn't have an email address. They don't have a, we don't have a telephone. There's no you can't you can't there, we don't hold offices. We don't have meetings. There's nowhere you can serve a subpoena. Good luck suing Bitcoin. So honestly, whatever. But if you were taking all the upfront news as bad, don't because the Philippines sure as shit ain't over 400 small businesses in the Philippines are now accepting Bitcoin payments, BTC Casey, Bitcoin magazine pouch.ph a Bitcoin payment firm launched in 2021 has announced that it's enabling over 400 small businesses to accept and process Bitcoin payments in the Philippines. According to a press release shared with Bitcoin Magazine, the platform aims to tap into the vast pool of merchants in the country, ranging from mom and pop stores to boutique hotels. By the way, this is BTC Casey for Bitcoin Magazine. Pouch.ph utilizes the Lightning Network built on top of Bitcoin to facilitate faster, more affordable, user-friendly digital payments. With this payment protocol, customers can pay by scanning a merchant's QR code with any Bitcoin wallet, and Pouch.ph converts the Bitcoin to pesos, transferring the funds directly to the merchant's bank or mobile money account. Hey, we got to start somewhere, ladies and gentlemen. According to Ethan Rose, CEO of Pouch.ph, one of the significant challenges faced by small businesses is the limited availability of payment methods, with credit cards charging fees of up to 3%. With an increasing number of internet and smartphone users in the Philippines, accepting Bitcoin as a payment method opens up opportunities for those without credit cards or local fiat currency to make online or in-store purchases. 
Some local businesses in Boracay, a popular tourist destination, have already embraced Bitcoin payments through Pouch.ph. In a press release, Erilyn Gaston, owner of the Casbar restaurant, highlighted the advantages of accepting Bitcoin, stating that it has allowed her to attract a wider customer base and has increased sales. Meanwhile, TIB market manager Marcel Selfer praised the convenience of a fast and easily available payment service noting that it provides an alternative to high fees charged by non-bank ATMs for credit card users. Expanding its services beyond Boracay, Pouch noted that it has successfully onboarded merchants in cities such as Cebu City, Dumugeti, Dumugeti, I I can't pronounce any of these, Ilolio, and Bacalod City. Additionally, in Metro Manila, establishments like Urban QC, Draper Startup House, and Cosneyland have started accepting Bitcoin payments through Pouch. The company also offers a batch pay feature, enabling business owners to send payments instantly to employees, suppliers, and other recipients, simplifying payment processes. To facilitate Bitcoin transactions, individuals can utilize btcmap.org. That's btcmap.org to locate merchants that accept Bitcoin payments. Pouch plans to extend its batch pay services for over-the-counter remittances through LBC, ML Hewler, and Palawan Pawn Shop. By embracing Bitcoin, small businesses in the Philippines are capitalizing on the increasing number of internet and smartphone users while offering customers more diverse and convenient payment options. So 400 more businesses in the bag. Telling you, man, the shit marches on. No matter what the SEC does, no matter what greedy son of a bitch starts an exchange and basically sells unregistered securities, it doesn't matter. Bitcoin walks the walk. It talks the talk. It's like fucking Johnny Cash walking out of Folsom prison. We don't care anymore. We just don't. Leave us alone. Maybe Amboss will help us do that. Amboss, you say? I say Amboss. Amboss unveils Liner Index, bolstering enterprise adoption of Lightning Network. Again, BTC Casey, Bitcoin Magazine, Amboss, <clears throat> excuse me, a data analytics provider for the Bitcoin Lightning Network, has introduced Liner Lightning Network Rate, an innovative index designed to measure Bitcoin returns on the Lightning Network and showcase its potential for low-risk enterprise yield. According to a press release shared with Bitcoin Magazine, Liner serves as a benchmark interest rate for Bitcoin without credit risk. Similar to the traditional finances LIBOR, London Interbank Offered Rate, the index aims to provide an alternative to enterprises seeking exposure to Bitcoin without avoiding the credit risk associated with CFI yield platforms. Quote, by communicating real yield rates from Bitcoin held on the Lightning Network, enterprise will recognize the strategic error in trusting CFI yield platforms while capturing the benefits of payment network disruption that is decades overdue, said Jesse Schrader, co-founder and CEO of Amboss. Nick Batia, creator of the Bitcoin layer, praised Liner as a first-of-its-kind reference rate derived from the Bitcoin network. No, from the Lightning Network contributing to the establishment of unmanipulated money markets independent of a central authority. 
Alan Farrington, a Bitcoin writer and investor, acknowledged the value of a reference rate like Liner for assessing the true cost of capital, highlighting the Lightning Network's growth as a self-sustaining financial ecosystem for both retail and enterprise needs. Amboss also operates Magma, a marketplace facilitating the buying and selling of Lightning channels, enabling Bitcoin holders to earn Bitcoin from opening Lightning channels to various destinations. Quote, since Lightning channels are self-custodial ways to hold Bitcoin, Magma enables novel Bitcoin yield without custodial risks, avoiding the pitfalls of failed CFI yield platforms like Celsius and BlockFi, the press release stated. Liner comprises two insightful metrics, Liner cost and Liner yield which provide enterprises with valuable insights into the Lightning market. These metrics allow for comparisons between liner cost and traditional payment card fees, empowering large Bitcoin hodlers to make informed decisions regarding their Bitcoin holdings. Jonathan Beer, an author and investor, noted the potential future significance of the liner index as a reference rate for Bitcoin-based investment decisions. The introduction of Liner opens up possibilities for portfolio managers, investors, and businesses to leverage the index in their decision-making processes. With Liner, Amboss aims to encourage enterprise adoption of the Lightning Network by demonstrating the cost savings and low-risk yield potential offered by Lightning-enabled payment infrastructure. The index provides a clear incentive for large Bitcoin hodlers to utilize self-custodial strategies and earn higher returns while minimizing risk. To access more information about Amboss and Liner, go to amboss.space forward slash stats forward slash Liner. Okay, before I forget and go on to the next one, let's be clear about what I said about shit coinery. Just because it's on lightning doesn't mean that it might not be able to come into the purview of the SEC. By example, they just named basically 61 shit coins as, as, as unregistered securities. Cardano was, was the newest one named. Okay. All right. And I say what? Well, Cardano and the rest of the shitcoin field is a blade of armor to Bitcoin. So they're going to waste all their ammunition on that kind of stuff before they finally get to the heart of Bitcoin. But before they can get to the heart of Bitcoin, what are they going to come up against? Layer twos. ARC, Lightning Network, possibly Liquid. Those are the final wraparounds. That's the, the, the final sheathing around the actual core Bitcoin protocol. There's a whole other layer of protection. I don't want to see the SEC go after lightning, but it, I mean, here's here's my thing. It's going to be really hard for these guys to go after the layer two on Bitcoin because just as Ethereum's staking infrastructure was modeled and replicated by all the staking programs, which are now all in danger because the SEC said that shit's illegal. You can't do that. Bitcoin, it w- its layer two stuff was modeled directly from the ethos of the Bitcoin core protocol. It inherits ethics. Layer two inherits the innate morality of Bitcoin. We know Ethereum had no ethics, had no morality. They, they, they pre-mined 70 million Ethereum and gave it to all their friends. And then the people that bought Ethereum, me included, 
I'm going to count myself amongst that bullshit because I was duped as well. I was able to sell it for Bitcoin, but not before I bought it with Bitcoin. So I probably lost money on that trade. I'm not even going to do the math. It's not worth it to me. Everything that came out of Ethereum inherited the rule set, ethics set, morality set of Ethereum. And now the SEC is looking at all that saying it's all illegal. It's all going to go back to Ethereum. When they finally peel that banana and eat that thing, then they come after Bitcoin, but they're going to run into layer two. And every single layer two that's built on Bitcoin is inheriting ethical properties, moral properties, non-slimy ass pre-mined properties. It's going to be a very, very, very tough nut to crack. And in the years that the SEC is battling the ablative armor of the shit coinery that's wrapped around the entire field that is Bitcoin, by the time they get to the heart, if we've got five or six layer twos and four or five layer threes, it's going to be like diamond hard. But don't fool yourself. Somebody somewhere is going to figure out how to be a greasy, sniveling, nasty, slimy son of a bitch and have some kind of way to make Bitcoins design a layer two that is patently illegal. And that will be their entry point. That will be the weak link. And that, when whenever you see it, if you see it before I see it, you need to call it the fuck out. Don't play around with the P. Don't even be nice. At this point, let your Bitcoin maxi freak flag fly, brothers and sisters, because that's the only guard that we got. No weak links allowed. No weak links allowed. Nothing. And here's one weak link that I think is is a viable entry point, not to Bitcoin, but gets the SEC and the CFTC closer to us as Tether. This one kind of worries me. And the, the reason is, is because a lot of people that are close to Bukele are very close to Tether, okay? I, like I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I haven't seen Tether really screw the pooch, but now this one, will, I'll just read it to you. This is from BTC Times. Tether joins $1 billion funding investment to construct El Salvador's massive Bitcoin mining farm, uh, Dennis Sat is bringing it to you again from BTC Times. I haven't read one from them for a while. Tether, the company behind the popular stablecoin, is joining a billion-dollar renewable energy initiative in El Salvador. They will invest in and bring their expertise to build volcano energy, a 241-megawatt renewable energy part in Metapan, park in Metapan. Project aims to support sustainable Bitcoin mining by integrating solar and wind projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, we know, we know. Uh, I'm trying to get to the rest of it because I gave you all this news yesterday and I don't want to repeat myself. Okay, here we go. Tether aims to lead in, to lead in global renewable energy and mining infrastructure by investing in renewables energy resources worldwide, promoting energy innovation, competitiveness, diversification, and geographic expansion for the long-term sustainability of the Bitcoin network. The CEO at Volcano Energy, Josu Lopez, explained that currently more than 52% of Bitcoin mining is being done sustainably. Lopez also mentioned that they anticipate a significant increase in this percentage in the coming years. He added that Volcano Energy, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so all we really know is that Tether is joining the fray 
of the whole Bitcoin volcano energy mining park thingy that's going on in El Salvador. The thing about it is, is that I hear a lot about, or I see a very thick connection between Max Kaiser and Stacey Herbert, Paolo Arduino, Tether, well, because he's CEO of Tether, but you get my drift. And now we've got Tether, and I, I had mentioned that Tether, you know, was going to be, it was starting the, the whole process of mining, and they were talking about El Salvador too, but now they're starting to hold hands with El Salvador in a way that seems, I don't know. It's just raising the hackles on the back of my neck. I can't put my finger on it for you. But there's all, the more that I hear El Salvador and Tether used in the same sentence, the more the hackles on my neck raise. Not because I think that there's, there's, I don't have any proof that there's anything illicit going on. It just, I think it's, I think the more that this kind of thing happens, the more the SEC and people can look at this and say, oh, I can take down two birds with one stone. Don't let them do that. If anybody's out there that is really good at finding out whether or not Tether's, you know, full of shit, then call, call bullshit, call the ball, brother. I'm not going to be mad at you. I don't, I, I don't hold any Tether. If you want to go after them and you've got good reason to go after them and you've got some kind of proof or if you've got a really good analysis, by all means, I want to hear it. Put it out there. Put it on Noster, dude. Put it on Noster. What else do we have? Uh, uh, trends? Nah, I'm going to do trends. Ooh, 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 ooh. Satellite CDN. We'll end it with this one. From No Bullshit Bitcoin or other, uh, it, uh, also known as NoBSBitcoin.com. Satellite CDN. Scalable media hosting for the Noster ecosystem. Satellite.Earth Noster client developer Stuart Bowman shared a media hosting prototype of the Noster ecosystem. The client is now fully open source. Sweet. Quote, announcing Satellite CDN, scalable media hosting for the Noster ecosystem. I feel like a native Noster solution for hosting and streaming large videos could really help with adoption, and I'm curious about how Satellite can support specific use cases. API documents can be found here, and it point there's a link that points to the GitHub. In related news, Satellite.Earth Nostra web client is now fully open source, so here are the key features. Upload video and other large files up to 5 gigabytes each. That's huge. Simple flat rate pricing. You got to pay for it, brothers. Buy, you can buy storage with SATs. Storage space on CDN is prepaid at a flat rate of 0.05 USD per gigabyte per month. So you have to have an ongoing hosting. Okay, this is not free. We're entering in the you got to pay for it phase of the internet. Data transfer or bandwidth is free and unlimited. You can use the up and down arrows to specify the amount of credit that you'd like to add to your account. Fast, free, and unlimited data transfer. Integrated NIP94 censorship resistance and fully or a developer-friendly API. So you got to pay to store it, but you don't have to pay to get it there or for somebody else to, to get it down from there. I think that that's probably the best model that I've seen. Hey, you got to pay to host it. 
but it's but it's free for anybody to get. It's free for you to put there. This actually makes the most sense that I've seen in the online world of hosting. But kiss the days of free hosting like shit like Imgur or Imager or however you want to pronounce it. YouTube, all of that shit depended on gobbling massive amounts of venture capital in series double A, triple F funding rounds. That's gone. They can't get their money from that place anymore. So this whole freebie that we've been riding for 20, 25 years, it all melted with Terra Luna. Not because they had it, VC had that much to do with crypto, but it started, it start it it started the fire, and now Gary Gensler has lit our own particular shitcoin forest on fire. Everything is burning. Everything is burning. That's gonna do it for the morning roundup. Dad says, jokes, my friend recently quit his job to pursue a career in miming. I haven't heard from him since. Miming. Get it? Bitcoin miming. It's got to be a meme. Somebody make that a meme. Somebody do Bitcoin miming. Make it a meme. Make it famous. Enjoy your riches. Buy your island with all your Bitcoin miming memes profits. Just, Just saying. All right. Again, if anybody is still out there that's like literally hand wringing because of what the SEC is doing to Coinbase and Binance, don't. Just stop it. We knew this was going to happen. We just didn't know exactly when. We started thinking it was going to be, you know, sooner rather than later, sometime around like, you know, as all the FTX bullshit and Terra Luna shit was collapsing around everybody. Uh, but this one kind of caught me on, you know, by surprise. I didn't expect it today. I kind of expected it more towards the end of the summer. But I was wrong. And this shit happened this week. This week marks that line in the sand that brings us from then they laugh at you to then they fight you, make no mistake. If you needed a clear demarcation line, one doesn't exist. We are now firmly footed in the then they fight you phase. They're going to have to peel off a lot of armor on Bitcoin. And all those plates of armor are in the way, are in the shape of people like Charles Hoskinson and those idiots from Ripple and anybody that for whatever reason thought it'd be a great idea to offer staking services and have an office that a subpoena can be served to. They're going to, it's going to take a long time to get through that. It's like drilling through basalt, right? It, it, it's just going to, it's going to grind them down. They'll do it. And a lot of people are going to get hosed AF because of it. But Bitcoin will remain. You will remain as long as you're just Bitcoin only. But for all of you people that have friends that are even thinking about shitcoinery, not only are you, I'm tasking you with this. It's not just about texting them and emailing them a get out, get out, get out message. You have to show them the news stories. 
And then they're not going like, especially if they're not steeped in the Bitcoin world, they're not going to give a flying ass wipe about Bitcoin magazine or decrypt or BTC times. They're not going to care. They're going to want Reuters. They're going to want New York times. They're going to want, want wall street journal, the economist, financial times, you name it. That's what you're tasked with going out and finding them. So your text message looks like this. Hey, bro, I, you know, I remember how I tried to talk you out of buying all that Ethereum. You might want to read this article. Get out, get out, get out. 61 cryptocurrencies have been named as securities in the United States by Gary Gensler. That's how you do it. And then send them the link to the article. Don't just say, get out, get out, get out. That's not going to work. Don't send them a Bitcoin magazine article. I love Bitcoin magazine. I really, really do. Even though sometimes I'm critical about them. I really love the magazine, but that's not going to work for normie friends that are just dipping their toe in crypto water. You've got to get them out. You've got to get them out now, today, this week at the latest. By Friday, COB, all of your buddies have got to be Bitcoin only and in cold storage. Somehow, some way, I put it to you. Go do that shit. Bitcoin marches on. See you on the other side, brothers and sisters. This has been Bitcoin And, and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.